You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Overtime edition, deep in the overtime. Um, we are going to overtime. Yeah. Overtime. Yeah. What's the best video game overtime? I got to think about that. Uh, I am Bob. I'm Tom. And joining us today, we have Jay and Mike from the band Mind Force. What's up, guys? How you doing? Good. What How you up? doing? Good, man. Yeah, we're all. I think we're all bored because. I looked at my clock midday today. and was like, yo, we've been meaning to do this for a while. I hit up Tom and was like, yo, he's the busiest of, I think, I think everyone on this call. And he's okay. like, yeah, I'm down. And, uh, and then I reached out to Jay and Jay's like, yeah, I'm free. Let's do this. <laughs> and then we, we reached out to Mike. Mike, thank you for joining us. There was, Thanks, I have Mike. to be honest. There was a little hesitation. Nobody was sure you were going to join us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited to be on. Yeah, you're the quiet assassin, you know. So we want to make sure you get well, time, you know. Well, so I want to say that uh, at Alex Casey, frequent frequent guest Alex Casey and Nicole Casey's wedding, uh, one of my highlights was was diving hard with Mike on music chat. So so I'm excited to revisit tonight and uh, and do a little little cutting it up. So really quick, <clears throat> this won't you know this isn't super timely, but it's gonna come out in a few days. What did you guys? eat for dinner and have you been eating good oh have i been eating good my own <laughs> y'all you know i asked that for you jay you know but i'm curious about mike uh well i actually did not have dinner yet i just reheated some old coffee and uh <laughs> <laughs> and that's living dangerous eight o'clock man. at night so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo that's classic mike <laughs> i'll probably eat sometime later around 11 o'clock oh my gosh oh, wow i had uh i had I a burrito. No schedule i have a burrito at like uh lunchtime and that was enough and i've been on this heavy kick and it's hard you got a six-year-old in the house it's easy to get into this but he's like i'm like what do you want to eat and he's like peanut butter and jelly i'm like me too let's yeah. do that and, it's classic. <laughs> and and then i saw this thing about nba players eating peanut butter and jelly like it's like it's going out of style i'm like these are world-class athletes. I'm in good company. We can just do this all the time. Do you know how good their peanut butter and jelly must be, though? Great. Like $75 I've... a jar. <laughs> <laughs> Which ain't nothing to them. So, yeah. so uh, Mind Force, we're talking today, just doing this and that, but we're really excited about the new record. And that's – we don't normally yeah. do promo stuff, but we kind of like – both me and Tom have been hyping on this one for a minute, so we wanted to get on with you dudes and talk about the new record a little bit. Is that cool? Oh, hell yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 
Tom, I'm going to kick it off, but I want you to, to take lead as we go through. Sure. My first question, was there a point when you were unsure if there was going to be another Mind Force record? Oh, yeah. Right, Mike? Uh, definitely. We, we weren't <laughs> sure for a while. <laughs> we didn't know I what mean, there was, was There was a point on. where we weren't sure if we could play a show again, so, you know. What and then flip- even, even, Mike, if you remember, even when we decided we were going to play again, we were like, we were like, yeah, but we're not making any more records. Right, right. What flipped the switch? I don't know. I, I think Mike, Mike just bringing these crazy riffs to band practice. Yeah, yeah exactly. once, yeah, I don't once, know. once we started playing together again and having somewhat consistent practices, you know, the ideas started flowing. When it when it comes down to it, <clears throat> I think about a band's trajectory, and I, I put a lot of weird thought when I hear records. A lot of times to me, a record can sound like, okay, this is a band like not not closing up shop, but like <clears throat> you can sort of tell when someone's done with their meal, they start like straighten up, the, yeah. the utensils go down, etc. <sighs> and you know, outside of the accident there was no point with mind force with excalibur that's not a let's put the utensils down record so i was particularly excited that more was coming and this record i think hits so um you know what that was that record was when they bring the truck down the street to sharpen the knives <laughs> oh sharpen the knives i, like yeah, I don't know if that was that was a new york thing like there'd be a guy that came down the street <laughs> yeah. You bring out all like your steak knives and stuff, and he does a nice little thing for you. That's what oh, it makes out. So, first thing, let's talk music on this one. How how was this different than Excalibur? Uh, you know, this is a, this is an EP. Excalibur was a full length. What was the what was the writing process? How was it different on this compared to the last record? Hmm. Well, I'll try. I mean, I think me and Mike both talked about. Uh, Changing it up, add, sprinkling in a little something new. Mike talked about wanting to do something like that, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah. I think anytime we do something, a new release, we want to add a little something new to the mix. But at the same time, we didn't want people to be like, uh, oh, who's this? We want it to feel feel familiar. Now, like going back, like what, what Bob was asking before. Mm-hmm. So like the, the kind of... Um, the, the uncertainty about doing like a new record where was that from is that something from like is it almost like all right so we did this record this record really fucking killed it was it like that being almost like scary to try to match or overcome yeah i mean definitely felt pressure because it seemed like the people that dug excalibur really liked it but um i think more the not knowing what's going to happen next with the band and writing records is just more from our lives. You know what I mean? What we got going on with our lives, you know, I, I'd be lying if I said, I thought we were going to write another one after this. I I don't know. Like people ask a lot what's going on with the future of the band. And, uh, I mean, you know, we don't really know. Right, Mike? No, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not I'm I promise not to put you guys on the spot today yeah. with any of that because I do I think it's kind of cool how you just let things <clears throat> how do you do it how do you keep it kind of organic like this because I think there's people who struggle with this like how to do a band and mm-hmm. kind of 
take it as it comes? Well, I think, yeah, it is. I think part of it is um, our age and what we've been through already in other bands. Um, right. And, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. I think it's, I think another big part of it is our friendship we had before the band started. Um, and just, you know, I mean, we're like family. I mean, uh, you know, Nick and Mike's kids are like, you know, they're like my little nieces and nephews, you know what I mean? So I don't know. We just, uh, I think you got to really love each other and, uh, understand, uh, you know, understand each other's situations. But our band is a, a day-to-day thing. You know, we don't really know what's going on from one month to the next. Mike, do you tend to agree with that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Do you think that, like, I mean, and Tom, Tom, yeah. this is a good one. Yes, sir. With Mindforce, I, even before I got to know you guys, mm-hmm. I always got the sense, and Tom, you probably can back me up on this or expand – that there was a tightness between you guys as a unit, just as friends, as people. And that I think that clicked when I would watch you play. Like the first time I saw you guys play, I was like, oh, these are dudes who know each other very well and can go out and really do this because they're like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys struck me as like, you didn't strike me necessarily as a band, but more like a bunch of friends playing music. As corny as that sounds, I think go, there's a lot to be said for that. No, I think you guys are right, and I and we we have to actively fight to. I don't I don't know if this is gonna sound weird, but we kind of you kind of got to keep yourself in check to remember that you know that. Wait, this is just friends playing music and nothing else. You know what I mean? Um, matter of fact, just recently we had a conversation where like we we're like, oh man, we got to make merch, and and it felt a little stressful and all this stuff. And we kind of backed off and we're just like, you know what? It's whatever. We're not going to do it. We'll do it when we get to it. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't really no, know. I think that makes yeah. sense because it's easy to lose sight of like what the real purpose, you know what I mean? Like we, we have never been a full-time band. We are, we, we're only a part-time band. We, uh, we, have, we have a lot of other responsibilities and shit that we, we take care of first and, and stuff we, we just want to do first. You know, like like be with our families and shit. Yeah, and we make sure the band stays fun. You know, at right, any point. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it, that's a it could be a slippery slope sometimes, and it can kind of all of a sudden it becomes a job, and that's when you kind of lose kind of lose where it all started. You know. Yeah, man. I mean, there's times when being in a band is really a lot of work and not fun at all. I mean, Mike's got stories of playing shows for like two people and then going to sleep in a gas station bathroom and shit. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. We're, like, we're going to, you know, we're going to need to hear that story, Mike. Yeah. True story. Yeah. I, uh, me and friends were, were touring in the, uh, nineties, late nineties, I guess. And, uh, broke down and had nowhere to go, had no money to fix the, the van and we're, uh, sleeping in the gas station bathroom and uh yeah that's we took turns sleeping in there <laughs> oh wow. that sounds so painful yeah like yeah. like it hurts my i'm i'm like uncomfortable sitting in the chair right now <laughs> um i mean i think that that focus like you said keeping things fun putting the register of priorities like 
do you think let's let's do something let's do a weird experiment mm-hmm. you guys just got um you hit zoltar the whole band hit zoltar like in oh, big shit. and instead of but but i fucked up the movie but but it's gonna benjamin buttons you you're gonna get younger <laughs> okay you're younger no kids, no family, and there's not some like longing or mourning for it. It's just like it just it's just a whew, nothing, you know, which is hard to imagine. But like whatever, right? And you're all 22 or 23 years old. Well, do you think that would change the way you are handling the band? And do you think that would be better or worse? Oh yeah, it would be worse. We would suck. <laughs> yeah, I'd be a nightmare to deal with for sure if that was the situation. <laughs> Everything else I have going on in my life, I think, makes me uh, easier to deal with in a band. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, it, it makes a lot of sense. I was kind of a crazy, it, band, crazy yeah. band guy, you know, for a long time. So uh, I think I'm a little bit easier to deal with now. I think when you got a band when you're young, like I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but it's like you're just it's you're just so like I. Once you start it, you're like, I need to make this work. I need to make it work. Even when the, all the wheels are falling off, you're like still holding on to the steering wheel. Like, I need to make this work, even though the whole shit's coming apart. And uh, <laughs> now it's uh, now being older, it's like, oh, no, it doesn't need to work. I'm getting the hell out of this vehicle. It's falling apart. I'm just going to make a new one to drive. So I don't know. See, no, I think that totally makes sense. Yeah. Let me let me ask to go in the rewind machine because I don't think I've ever heard you guys talk about it, and we didn't even really talk about it when you were on before, Jay. Mm-hmm. Can you guys give us the uh, you know brief history of space? Uh, but but like let's make it the brief history of Mind Force, like where it came out of, what you guys were doing right before, and how it kind of coalesced into Mind Force, like how the whole thing started. Yeah, well, we were we were doing Living Laser before this a band, the band, a band me and mike were in before this um we had the same drummer that band also had other drummers but we had the same same drummer that we ended with and our bass player had left and uh we wanted to keep doing doing the band but we wanted to do something less punk and more crossover would you agree mike or yeah definitely yep mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think the stuff we were writing with Living Laser was kind of heading that direction, and we felt, you know, it would be more fun to kind of start fresh with something else. We took a little bit more time with, like, Living Laser was just like, I don't even know how we got on a show. Like, the, even the name, everything, we didn't really take seriously. We, we took a little bit more time with the name. I think the name, and Mike, maybe I'm wrong, but isn't Mind Force, didn't I come with that? Yep. As a play off the original Bad Brains name, Mind Power? Or am I yes. wrong? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you did. That's how we got the idea for the name. Because uh, I think, I, Bob, maybe I'm wrong. You, you're, you know the history better than me. But <laughs> weren't the Bad Brains first called Mind Power, I read They this? were. No, yep. that's true. Yeah. That's 100% yeah. true. That's a cool parallel. I wouldn't have made that. Mind Force is a cool name, though. Like, It's a weird thing to say. <clears throat> but I've had this conversation with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And a band name can kind of, one, it sets the tone for what people think of you from the start. Two, it can kind of set the tone for what you think of the band, too. You know what I mean? Inside of it. And that's not to say that's a, a hard, fast rule. You know, like 
whenever I give that example or think about, man, I don't like bands with silly names. I have to, I almost am in my, in my head, like, well, actually, what about Gorilla Biscuits? I'm like, ah, fuck me, man. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right, though. I, I think that's real, man. I, and to talk about Benjamin Button going younger, I wish I realized that when I was younger. So I wasn't coming up with all these stupid names. <laughs> right. And like, yep, same here. <laughs> right. <laughs> And, um, you know, in the moment, it's like, uh, you know, we, we accuse ourselves quite often on this podcast of taking shit too serious because we do. But it also is one of those things where it's like, OK, if you take it serious and present it in such a way and want people to take you serious, you take it serious in the steps you're doing. Like you were saying about Living Laser, even in here in the way you talk about it. I remember that the Living Laser demo and this, you, you guys did a demo and a seven inch. Is that right? Yeah, and and a full length, and a full length. Right. Yeah. So right. I remember hearing some of that and being like, "Oh, this is pretty good," but I never really like dove hard into it. But even hearing the way you're talking about it, it's you're not even giving it the same kind of like um, level that you are Mind Force. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, Mind Force definitely started off with a a more concrete vision, like you know, than than Living Laser. Living Laser was my first time singing in a band. I, I think when I started singing in that band, I didn't even think we'd ever play a show even. Right. It was definitely almost a project at the beginning. Wow. Tom, you want to jump on there? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that they got Yeah. Um, do you kind of look at things? Like, Living Laser, Living Laser is obviously a really good band. Do you ever catch feelings sometimes? You're like, yeah, where the fuck were all you assholes five years ago? Ah. Uh, I, you know, Tom, I, I really feel that don't. way for you. Yeah, I, I mean, we were cool, but um, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I, for some reason, I don't think that. I don't know why. No, no. I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think You're, that at all. Uh, you guys are better people than me because I, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, true, I, I genuinely think, I, I genuinely think, uh, I don't, no, I, I think Mind Force, you know, just might be a little better of a band, to be honest with you. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you know, definitely yeah. is. Yeah, and, and like Jay said, it's more focused of a sound, so that's always easier for people to latch onto. Sure, that, that makes sense. What? So, do you want to go into like your earlier, earlier bands? Or you just did you not exist before Living Laser? Because that's cool. Because I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, what it's like. No, it's no nothing record. Nothing existed before 1997. I feel you, but. Um, because I know some of the history, but I think people would probably find it interesting. But if you don't want to, that's cool too. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean me and Mike, we were in, um, we were in two bands that would play together all the time before Living Laser. Uh, I played drums in this band, Robots and Empire. We kind of you were in that too. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I played drums in that, and we kind of were like. I don't know, man. We wanted to be into another in Black Sabbath, but didn't really work out too good. <laughs> and uh, nice aims, though. To be honest, yeah, that's really. that's lofty. Yeah, I love but it. you know, those are the type of. But you just that target is too high. You feel me, Bob? You know what I mean? You can't I really shoot for do. It. I know. You can't <laughs> shoot for it. But uh, um, and Mike was in this band. Uh, Mike Town. <laughs> uh, I was a. In a band called Casket Architects before that, and oh, okay. that's how me and uh, Jay actually met. Um, our bands were playing the same shows, and uh, we met around two thousand four. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Probably. So we were kind of both in our weirdo weirdo band phase at that point, and uh, right. we connected. <laughs> uh, I think Bob would be psyched to hear that you were, Mike was a, a yeah. youth attack guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did. Uh, well, yeah, I like the sound, um, but I do agree a lot of those bands didn't hold up. Uh, just a few of them, but uh, yeah. yeah. Yo, there's there's a good mix, and it's we actually I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm with you. Youth attack. Youth attack. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's like a like, label from the '90s and the early 2000s. Like, oh, yeah. they still go now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, just really fast bands. Really uh, okay. fast, and some of it was really interesting. And um, what I think ends up happening, unfortunately, is that uh, that the more it's like anything, you know what I mean? Like somebody's going to hear this and take it the wrong way, but the bands who are focused more on an image than the, and the energy around it, than the music or just having fun and doing it for the right reason. Like there's plenty of bands I don't like who I can tell like, yo, that that's good. But like, if you dismiss it and, and I think it's easy to dismiss that stuff. I, I think a lot of that stuff can be really good, but it's, it's also work. Some people get caught on it and get really into it because they like the idea of it more than actually what it is. You know, right. that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that completely. Yeah. So, all right. So the long winding road to Mind Force starts around there and keeps going. At what point from those bands, those are kind of like di- very different sounds. When did you guys connect and be like, yo, you like New York hardcore a lot? Me too. Like... Oh, well, I mean, we always talked about New York Hardcore. New York Hardcore was always there, no matter what we were doing. Um, but uh, Mike had told me he wanted to start a band like the bands he listened to in high school. And uh, he had sent me some of the music, and it was Living Laser. And yeah. uh, I was like, oh, man, I wish I you know, was a singer, because I know what this needs. You know, and he kind of, <laughs> he kind of was like, no, I think... I think he pushed me to try it, and I tried it, and it was it was mad fun. It was real fun. Was that the first band you sang in? Yeah, that was the first time I ever sang in a band. I think I don't think I sang at all. Actually, I think the first band I ever started when I was sixteen that only had two practices, I tried singing in maybe, and that was with Nick actually, who's who plays bass in mine for us. Wow. But uh, yeah, no. Living Laser was my first first singing show. The first thing that counts. Yeah. Here's my question: the first time you got on stage is Mind Force. Like one of the things that's always impressed me is that the way you guys carry yourselves on stage and your live presence. And I don't know if it was this from the day one, but like you just have an energy that goes. Was that important to you when you guys started this band? Yeah, yeah. I mean. I think it kind of just happens naturally too to the music. Yeah, yeah, I think that sounds right. I mean, to me, it's tough. I think, uh, and Tom, you can say this. This is a good question for for you for all you guys. When you're doing, you're obviously getting some pretty nutty re- reactions now. Like I've seen some shows where it's just like, oh my god, this is yeah. crazy, nuts. How does that feel now? Like, has it has the journey to this been like, damn, it was all worth it? I mean, listen, I can get real cheese ball with this shit because <laughs> uh, it really has been worth it. I mean, I mean, this has been like, you know, I kind of see Mind Force as almost like a 20 year journey, to be honest with you, man. 
Um, and also, like, even since we started MindForce, um, all the pain, you know, the injuries, everything that Mike went through with his accident, I mean, it was a turning point in his life, you know. I had a major back injury a year before Mike's injury that flipped my shit around and yeah. we just pushed through it all and never stopped, you know, through all the sacrifices with our families, trying to find babysitters and the re- <laughs> it, it really yeah. has been worth yeah. it, man. It really has been worth it. I don't think people really realize, um, and this isn't saying like, yeah, man, I fucking live on the side of the road and shit, but <laughs> I don't think people realize the sacrifices that go into keeping a hardcore band going. You know, no, I don't think so. I don't think they, I mean, so here's the deal, right? Like we end up talking about certain things in a way that, that strikes people funny, but like, I don't know how you could ever make mind force be something that pays your bills straight up. You'd have to get on some crazy shit at this point in your lives to make it pay bills. Yo, so I, I wouldn't want, I, I'm right. too good for mind force right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I like I, I like I like the finer things, Bob. I know, I know you do. I see. I see. Oh, yeah. Oh, and see where he eats. How he eats. Ooh, it looks so good. But here's here's the thing. What that means is that you can only you have to pick and choose how you do the band and where you do with the band and when you do the band. Yeah. And yeah. I've actually gotten to experience that talking to you guys, seeing you the way you think it out, and like. Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly think it's a funnier thing. Like, this conversation would be more interesting if we probably just read from your group chats, <laughs> your band group chat. You know what I mean? Like, like, trying to figure this stuff out. Like you said, finding babysitters, figuring out what can work. How do we do this weekend? We're all going to do this. Are we going to, like, I know. Yo, Nick, Nick will, like, drive to Virginia to play United Blood on his kid's birthday and then make it back for the birthday party and not sleep for like 48 hours. <laughs> right, because <laughs> like that's crazy the shit. shit. Yeah, that, shit that like you want to believe true. we do just to, just because we love playing mosh parts. Well, right. And so that was, I was going to ask the why of it. Like, like, why is this such a vital thing for you still now, given everything else that goes on in your lives? Like, like y'all got families and anybody who's got family, and I don't care, I'm not talking about parents, I'm not, you know, I can be, but people who got families, everybody knows, like, that's a different type of thing, so that takes priority. Mm. But the way it reads, it feels like Mind Force brings a joy in your lives that's sort of unlike anything else. Yeah, you know, I, it's funny, because me and, me and Mike text about this, what you're asking us, and like, I think I need it more than ever. I, I hear you guys talk a lot about age on other episodes, you know, like, Oh, well, this man, did I need hardcore or did hardcore hit me as much as when I was younger or when I was older? And I think there's a lot to that. But ironically, I think I need hardcore in my life just as much, if not more, than when I was 16. Um, it really is the wind in my sails through my whole work week. Um, would you agree, Mike? Yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page. And it feels weird to not have a show booked. Yeah, it sucks. If it goes too long, it just it just starts to feel weird to not have that to look forward to. You guys so, are dying now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sucks, man. I was going to be in Italy in May. <laughs> Yo, so, so I wanted to ask, and Mike, we can. I'm I'm looking at the clock. Yeah. So if I need to cut this, we can. But 
I don't want to get too into the details of your injury. It was very serious. Yeah. I think people saw that. Yeah. But at that point, you guys weren't sure. You weren't sure if you were going to if you were going to be able to do the band, because what I was, what I understood was like, yo, if Mike can't do the band, it's not, we're not doing mind force. That's, that's it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. What was that period of life like for you? Cause I mean, I know privately you've talked to me about it a little bit, but what would you share? Because it seems like coming out of that, being able to do stuff with the band was a motivating factor. It was. Yeah. And when that all happened, um, there was so much support um, for me from the band and from people that knew the band that it, you know, that really kept me going through that whole period. Um, And, uh, you know, just within, you know, within a few months, you know, I I started getting that feeling that I I needed to play again, even if I couldn't at that time walk. Um, I just needed to make it happen. So uh, once we got through that, and uh, I talked to Jay, and we discussed trying to do some shows at some point. Um, that was really a great focus point for me, and was a huge motivation to just kind of push myself to get get back on my feet and uh, and get through the recovery. Let's so, talk about let's talk about the first show back. Right. Yeah. So that Is that, that brings Brooklyn? us to uh, no, no, nope. Sound and Fury. Oh shit. Okay. Which is and like ridiculous. It, um, yeah. yeah, you couldn't have asked for a, a better show back. Yeah, it's crazy to think about that because it almost doesn't feel like it was that long ago. Um, Jesus. Um, that show that was, your, was insane, man. That, that show was so crazy. F- first show in California ever. Is that right? right? Yeah, yep. And and so the response, I just remember how crazy everybody went. It was like the room was on fire. Yeah, it was It was pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> especially coming from a point where i you know i i was not sure if i'd be able to play a show again and then to uh to show up fast forward to that point i mean um, in the practice incredible in the, in the practice before we did sound and fury mike like had to like sit down in between songs we weren't even sure if this dude was going to be standing up make you're going to make it through and uh after everything i mean we had to had such an emotional winner you know i mean crying with Mike in the hospital and just everything we've been through and, and Mike at the center of it all. Uh, Mike having to have it all on his shoulders. I can remember when we started playing, looking at him and having a moment like, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> this is what it all this is what it was for, you know, kind of shit. It was it was cool. So talk about going like zero to a hundred though. Right. Yeah. It wasn't even like we're gonna do like a fifty person like get some folks at the re- the rehearsal studio and see you know feel it out. You're like, oh cool, we're in front of like two thousand people across the country from our house. And then the second shit we did, I think, was the axe to grind set, right, Mike? Or no? Um, before, Bro- before Brooklyn. Brooklyn, I think we did Brooklyn, and then oh uh, okay, it might have been right after that. Actually, yeah, I think it was right after Brooklyn. They were pretty we close. talked about it because we talked about uh, how much you enjoyed. California, Jay. Oh my God, it's the best place. I was just telling my daughter, I was watching the movie Heat. Yeah, I, you know, I watch. It's like one of my favorite movies. But now, when I watch it, I can feel the crisp California air through the screen. <laughs> I love that. It's just so. I just I miss it so much, man. And I just there's lots of stores out there I like very much. 
<laughs> yeah, they sell a lot of stuff out there that yeah. just it just is it's got its own thing going. Yeah, it's phenomenal. <laughs> so with this, you know, all right, you know, we're we're in the middle of of all this shit, the COVID nineteen pandemic, all this. But you guys recorded what back in January, I think it was. I think so. Mike went. went yeah, uh, late late January. Yeah, um, and we got the record coming. And so, so give me give me the title. Tell me a little bit about it, Jay. Tell me about some of the themes you got going on. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's called Swinging Swords, Chopping Lords, which uh, actually is a line that I didn't use for the song Excalibur. Um, I I don't remember why I took it out. Maybe I thought I was singing too much in it or something. But I always wanted to use it, so I used it for this. Awesome. Um, and uh, I mean, you know, I'll be honest. the The themes are a little darker than normal for me. Um, the first theme is about like, kind of like, being a veteran of war, but still having to fight every battle and knowing that and knowing like uh, it's gonna suck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, this uh, that's cool. Kind of the line, the full line uh, for the the title track is: uh, I feel like I've been living some forever war. I've been swinging swords, chopping lords. So it's kind of about like you know, you know, being worn down. Uh, the second song is there's only four songs. I don't know if people know that yet. Sorry, but I'll never write in a full length again. <laughs> Yo, never say never. I'm just saying, that's never true, say that's never. You right, yeah. like this every year, or yeah. we'll be good. We're good. Um, the second song, I I wrote about something I, I actually haven't written about before: uh, the the death of my brother Justin. Um, yeah, my, my brother passed away when I was young, and you know, it kind of made me an angry person in a sort of weird way, and I didn't realize that till I was older. And I had never written about it before, so I did on that. So that was weird. Real, but, quick, uh, real quick on that. Yeah. Has this, has the experience with Mind Force, as you keep going along, getting deeper and deeper in the journey, has it allowed you to feel more comfortable with that kind of thing where you're more willing to write about things that maybe you wouldn't have had, wouldn't have felt that way, felt, felt good about putting it out there like that before? Yeah, I think so. I think, ah, yes and no. There's still some, even even when I was, because I haven't wanted to write about that for a while. But uh, actually, you know what made me approach that subject, Bob? What's that? Um, you guys familiar with the Eyes of the Lord record that came out last yeah. year? Yeah. yeah. Well, that record, I think, is an incredible record. It blew me away, um, especially lyrically. Right. Yes. And um, one of the things that it kind of influenced me lyrically, not not necessarily the themes, but I just felt like I I was so blown away by how honest that guy was and how he was writing about stuff like you want to talk to someone you're close to about. So I kind of was like, man, this guy, I I gotta I gotta get better. I gotta be more transparent. So I was like, I'm gonna write about this shit that I never talk about. You know, I never really whatever so yeah i think that's such a cool and important thing i'm glad you said that that eyes of the lord record i mean i think the band's done now or at least done in some way right. um but that record 
it's one of the things we've been really like focused in on I, uh, for the, at least the last eight to ten months um, is this idea that things shouldn't be disposable in this world like the way they feel they are. That as the Lord record isn't just some thing that came and went. That was this expression by a dude like that record's got a lot going on. Dude, it's it's, it's you know, it's, and he it's crazy. He's, he's hitting it really honest in a way that I don't think people catch. And it's um it's a the concept we talked about on an episode like a couple weeks ago, where I hope and you know, as you get older, it's not always easy to do this, but I, I hope that you get the chance to sit back and, and absorb some of that shit and lyrical content. Though that stuff really matters. And when you do it, you feel it so much more than when it just becomes and I, I said it quite honestly, sometimes I'll hear music and I can't tell you what the words are because I'm listening, but mm-hmm. I'm not hearing it. And that's that's not that's not the way you should listen to hardcore. You know, that's not the way you should really listen to it. Right. So I'm glad. And it's cool to hear that, like that peers can influence, you know, that, that a record that just came back last year can have that kind of impact. Oh, yeah. I mean, as far as lyrically, I don't think I've heard. I mean, I've heard records I love, but lyric wise, that was the first heard record I heard in a long time that. I mean, it kind of like commanded you to open up the lyric sheet, in my opinion. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, hey, friends. My name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. So this one's for both of you guys. And, you know, Tom, uh, this is Tom. I want to ask you this. Yes. In Indecision and Most Precious Blood, on the episode where we talked about the band, there was it was noted that there was a kind of a, a dictator in the band. Is that right? Yeah, Justin Brandon was a bit of a dictator. <laughs> <laughs> did you 
did you or did other members of the band ever exert kind of quality control or did you ever work together and go, hey, man, this part ain't working? Or did he kind of come in? Like, it seems like, and, and I mean, to his credit, it seems like everything worked out well in the end. But was there that kind of like um, that teamwork to kind of tighten things up here and there? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, I, I, w- I would say I was his main editor. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, everybody in the band had a part of it. But like, I was the dude that was like, most into like hardcore well then and now yeah yeah so if we're writing something i could be like yeah not nobody's gonna give a shit about that part or like that goes on way too long or mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. stuff like that we never had we had we had one song in our entire um and in, in entirety of both bands that came in like fully like here's how it should go and here's the lyrics and here's nothing that's the only we only had did that once everything else was kind of you know just fucking around and and me kind of reining them in and sort of making it make sense. Well, and that brings me to you dudes. Cause I had conversations with, with both of you, but when you <laughs> said, too. yeah, right. When you said the, the Jay about like that line being kind of cut from the song Excalibur, by the way, mm-hmm. I love the way that that flows into the next record. It like makes Word. this weird connection. Good job. Um, but you guys work together on the music and talk about like does this part work does this work and, and i thought that was cool can you tell me a little bit about that relationship you guys have yeah mike you want um yeah so n- normally me and jay will kind of discuss directions or where we we're kind of excited to go with the band if we're writing new songs um might write a few songs to kind of get to that point where we find something we're excited about to uh expand on and um, I can tell if I come up with something that Jay's excited about and, um, you know, and then we kind of start working from there. So I know when we did the song Excalibur and the, the LP came out that if we did anything else after that, I wanted to kind of expand on that sound uh, yeah. moving into the next, you know, into the newer songs. And um, yeah, I mean, as far as the writing process, you know, I think Jay has as much influence over the songs as I do. And um, I think we work, you know, pretty well together. Yeah, I mean, I'd say, as an outsider, I'd say for sure. Yeah. Um, Is it true that Jay is the mosh dictator? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I heard. You're a classic guitar guy. And Jay's like, yeah, we need this part for everyone to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, I, 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 I might have to try a few times before i get apart you know that's gonna work for jay um, and, and that, if it was up to me every song would be just my parts man right yeah <laughs> well so so with that said um what is it like when you you said you can tell when jay likes a part what is that like does he start like bouncing around what is it uh, i think it's a, just a look in his face uh look in his eyes when i play a certain riff and uh like he's gonna know. mosh it to nick like what's <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but uh, it, it just gets—it's uh, just an excitement that comes off of him. Um, you know, I've been playing with him long enough now, where I can kind of read. You know, if I'm playing something and he's not into it, I just yeah. like, all right, I'm just gonna take this uh, back home and maybe we'll work with it again later. But uh, you know, and that's fine. I have no problem trying different things out and right. also editing parts. Like uh, Tom was saying, Jay is really good with that. Jay keeps me grounded as far as writing and editing and not having too many parts per song and, you know, 
because guitar players can get a little crazy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so with this said, you, you also said you were exploring the sound on Excalibur. How does it grow? Let's let's do the preview. We're gonna treat this mm-hmm. like people are hearing it. Like yep. what should they be what should they be listening for? And how is it different than what you were doing on Excalibur? I have some opinions, but I want to hear it from you guys first. Mm. Okay. Um, you want me to go first, Jay? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, well, as far as uh, the songs go, um, I would say I reached more into heavy metal influences to kind of pull it, pull from maybe even more than crossover or thrash influences. For sure. And um, more mid-tempo type songs. Uh, I think it's... Is it? I think it might be the third song on the record. Mm-hmm. It gets chunky, and it has just these great kind of like riffing parts, but then it's almost got this sneak mosh part that just comes in, and it's one of those terrorizer, like not the band terrorizer, but the yeah. feeling terrorizing, like... like <laughs> shark swimming mosh parts i'm like oh i'm like a sucker for it so yeah and i'm I'm, i when i was listening to it i was like okay see this is this to me is this cool extension and expansion of the sound and it's what i always want from bands and like it's hard to say that with people but i'm comfortable with you guys but like what you did was take the sound and said cool cool we like what we did but we're not gonna sit on that and just try to like xerox it we're gonna twist it up and give you something a little bit different but with the same kind of energy and i I think it really hit and so i'm really excited for people to be able to hear this awesome yeah Yeah, i mean i think uh, i i I punished mike and jay about this record for a month now Um, (laughs) so i apologize now i'm glad that everyone else will be able to punish you after you had to hear me for fucking three months um i was telling mike i heard a lot like kind of um like Randy Rhodes, a lot of like Ozzy and some yeah. of the playing and stuff like that, which I think, you know, it, for hardcore and stuff, it's like such, you know, leeway didn't even go that far afield from like what they were doing. And I think people will be fucking super psyched on it because it's like everything you wanted from Mind Force and more. You know what I mean? Like, awesome. No one's going to hear this and be like, oh, man. Like they, they tried too much. Like I feel like it's like it's the perfect next step. And I don't think I think everyone will. will fucking love it no that's like, sick mosh parts are moshier the fucking the the vocals and the lyrics are just as catchy if not catchier it's just like i'm super stoked on uh no that's on, sick. On the, yeah i know i mean i just i mean i've told you all this personally too but i think um i'm stoked that this came out and i'm, I'm stoked that you guys were able to kind of push on and get this record out because i think it's super important and i think people will be incredibly excited and i can't wait to see these songs played live oh hell yeah i mean uh, i can't wait to play thank you tom i still i should throw out there too that we worked with uh two new people on this um arthur rizik mixed and mastered it he did a right. great job and um chris from akulu did the art for this um he's done art for us before but never and never a release so we're pretty psyched about it. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we got the eyes of the Lord on the lyrical thing. I want to ask you both this. I'm going to start with you, Jay, with if you could give two or three other lyrical influences on this specific record. Mm. But also for you, Mike, after mm-hmm. Jay does that, give us a few, however many you like, musical influences 
on the record directly and indirectly things that you go you know what if 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 you like what we've been doing on on excalibur or you like some of the metal influences on this you should check these records out so jace kick us off with some lyrical influences all right um i'm really influenced by hip-hop and rappers i know that sounds might sound weird because i don't rap but in my delivery and some of my word choices i was really influenced uh by this yeah. dude rock marciano in the, yep. during this uh release and um yo this is crazy sounding but i was really influenced by bob dylan during this uh release i've recently been listening to a lot more bob dylan maybe it comes with yeah. getting older i don't know but uh a lot of walking around in the woods, I guess. Yeah, hell yeah. And kind of like the way um, he he's reflected on what he's done in life and looks forward kind of influenced me. I love that. Mm. All right, Mike, what do you got? Uh, as far as, you know, guitar riff influences on this, um, uh, definitely uh, Ozzy is, is an obvious one. Um, Judas Priest, uh, Merciful Fate, King Diamond. And... Um, Probably, Hell yeah. as far as like the mafia parts go you're gonna still get a lot of like new york influences from the 90s in there whether it's marauder or 108 um but an album that people might not realize is the later celtic frost stuff uh an album called vanity nemesis Hell okay. yeah. album i got Hell uh, yeah. a lot I of good ideas crazy. for those harder parts from yeah, I'm excited about that. That's yeah. that's so that's such a good deep pull. Fuck. Yeah. Um, you don't realize how much don't Celtic be, Frost influenced New York hardcore, man. Uh, right, yeah. right. Don't be don't be scared of the album cover. Just just <laughs> check it out. <laughs> All right. So you guys are real on the level about music in general, etc. I want your biggest musical disagreements. What is something one of you loves and the other one doesn't can't stand? Give it to me. Oh, uh, Dipset, Diplomats. One time, <laughs> I would make like when we would pull up to a show in Living Laser, I'd be like, "Hold up, Mike, we gotta have a good entrance." I'd make him turn down the, roll down the windows, and put on <laughs> Dipset. <laughs> that yeah, <laughs> we hated it. Oh wow! Uh, I don't know what else, Mike. We got a few. What else? Like what goes on in the van, and people go, "Motherfucker!" Oh well, I don't like a lot of the. What was the band with the drills? We argued whether it was. Oh, okay. Or not. Uh, yeah, like, uh, and like any kind of uh, okay, industri- yeah, yeah. 80s industrial. Uh, yeah, Jay can't handle that stuff. <laughs> and like Mike, like uh, like I've been just yeah, you know, I've been listening to a lot of Mariah, early Mariah Carey this week. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You know that's not really Mike's vibe. <laughs> right. But if you think back to those you know, early years in our life, those vibes where I grew up on a lot of the eighties metal and even like shitty hair metal of the late eighties. And Jay was, you know, you were telling me you're, you know, more R and B rap, that kind of yeah, thing. I mean, I, I didn't hardcore was the first heavy music. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think it's like, it's just like, it's like drop dead gorgeous to see it. <laughs> because those two things can merge and interplay without it having a conflict, but there's no reason like there's no reason you have to adopt one to be next to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 All right. So Tom, you got anything? I got a few more polls, but, uh, but I want to give open the floor. 
Uh, so you're the first show back after all this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, do you open with Excalibur? Do you open with a new song? Oh, good question. Oh, wow. Uh, that's Mike. I don't know. What I usually look to Mike for that stuff. Yeah, know. Jay. Yeah, we we might decide. You know, when we walk up there and turn our amps on, you know, <laughs> like like you know. did at the Girl Biscuit show when you guys decided to do a Chromax intro about two yeah. minutes before you got up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's sometimes that was just... actually amazing. That was fun. I yeah, missed that, that shit. <laughs> Rachel turns to me. She goes, "This sounds a lot like Chromax." I'm like, "Cause it is." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a hard question to answer. Now uh, we're gonna have to feel it out when we get there. So, we talked about this briefly on an older episode of Axe to Grind. Uh, y'all were supposed to go play Italy. You mentioned it. Yeah. Heartbroken. Can't go. I know I got some friends in Europe who... Well, one, I had friends in Europe who were excited you were going, but were disappointed you were just going to Italy. Because they're right. like... I want to go see them. I can't go see them there. You know, if they played, if they played London, I can go. If they play Belgium, I can go, you know, Mm. Um, but Italy was going to be tough. Will you make it to Europe? Period. Oh yeah. I, you, yeah. Right, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we did, we did have some plans, um, but everything, you know, fell through right now, but, um, yeah, yeah, we'll be, we were, we were working, we were working on, um, going back to Europe shortly after Italy with regulate, but I don't, you know, it's not happening now. I don't think. No, I know. All right. So give me, give me, let's, let's start wrapping it up. Um, give me a few things musically y'all are excited for or stuff that's coming because I think this is one of the things in time right now, we need things to look forward to be it music, be it books, be it movies, be it TV. So give me, I was going to say music, but let's do all of it. What is some stuff you're looking forward to or stuff you're excited about right now? You want to go first, Mike? Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of great bands going on in hardcore right now. It's an exciting time to be in part of it. For so, sure. um, uh, as far as, uh, what's coming, I'm hoping, uh, maybe something new from method of doubt. I'd be excited to hear that. Oh yeah. Um, me too. True yeah, big, form. Big fan. Yep. Good band. Uh, yeah, a lot of Florida bands right now. Um, I like that uh, the Boss demo from uh, Streets of Hate that just came out, and then uh, yeah, Never Ending Game, Akulu, Straining Order. You know, I'm excited to see what all these bands do. For real, uh, I'm excited about it. that's all. That's all yeah. top of my list too. Jay, anything you got popping that you're excited about? Yeah, I'm really excited for the Akulu full length. I can't wait to hear what it sounds like. I'm so curious. Um, yeah, me too. Right. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one that has me thinking. Like, yeah, man, exactly. I'm just curious. Like, how long is it going to be? What are they going to do? The sound? Are, are there going to be like what they have out there right now is so good, but it's not a lot, and it's just like there's so, they they have a big open canvas, and I can't wait to see what they do with it. Yeah, knowing those dudes and knowing what they're into, I mean, they could go down a few different lanes, so it'll be interesting. 100%. All right, Jay, give us a few uh, hip-hop and rap uh, current stuff uh, recommendations. Okay, I'm very happy to see the hardcore world has been really coming around to Griselda Records. If you don't know Griselda Records, West Side Gun, Conway, Benny the Butcher, you need to be listening to that. 
It's the best. One of the best groups ever, even along with the Golden Age stuff. But if you hear that and you like it, dig into more underground hip-hop because there's a whole world, you know, like, let's say you weren't into hardcore and you heard Turnstile, but then didn't look up any other, more other bands. Right, there's, right. there's a whole scene that's booming um, right now with amazing artists, great music. Yo, um, thank so, you for that. Here's like, a thought. Jay, do you do Spotify? Yeah, I do, but I, I my daughter thinks this is hilarious. I'm not a premium member still. <laughs> oh, do you want can you make how about this? Yeah, he can we give us try a list. To make playlists that go along with like episodes and stuff. Do you want to make us a hip hop one? Even if you just send me the names, I'll put it together. Yo, I would love to. Yeah, we'll put that to. up on the Instagram. Yeah. yeah, we'll put that up on the Instagram thing. Help expose some shit. Um Jay, I have a question. Yeah. How many bands have you started since we started this interview? <laughs> <laughs> a few, man. A few. <laughs> You've done three I mean, since I, we just started this an hour ago. Me and Lumpy did like fifty. Well, let me. Mike's got some shit going on too, actually. Yeah, shout out your shout out your your uh, your mistress bands. Let's go. <laughs> um, well, I got out for justice with all my friends from New York. I have another band called uh, Dominion Eighteen with some of my friends from Connecticut. And then I have a band with uh, Nick who plays bass in um, Mind Force, which is a little more hip-hop oriented called Don't Trust the Soul. And I have a death metal band with Mike that we're never going to finish. <laughs> Yo, when are you going to finish that? I want to hear that. Mike's supposed to sing. I, but he I dropped the ball on it. I, I'll get to it. I'll get to yeah. it. Well, you just drank that coffee, and this is not yeah. a super long episode, <laughs> so you might have time tonight. That, I, I would have time tonight to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, but Mike's doing. You're doing some. You're doing a punk band right now, Mike. Or you don't want to talk about it? <laughs> no. Yeah, we can. Talk. I've just uh, n- nothing. So punk, no one's allowed to know what's going on, man. Uh, no, no, no. What we do is secret, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, right now we're just started recording some uh, some demos. It's not quite as official as Jay's side side bands. Jay's better at. <laughs> Recording something and one day making a name and yeah, they got logos. We're waiting for merch. Yeah. The CDs yeah, bumping around. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, doing uh, uh, working on making some type of punk type band, Black Flag, Born Against, me, be a little Rollins band in there as well. Uh, we'll see. But and then uh, awesome. Who else is in it? Are you allowed to say? Um, Paul Sink from who sing. For dissolve is singing. Um, oh wow! And this is yeah for for the type type of music he likes. This is kind of the perfect band for him. So uh, I'm excited to kind of to work with him on it. Fuck yeah! Well, all right, yo, let's close it out. But I want one last question. Give me your funniest Alex Casey story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. The one. That you told me that, that I found out about at the wedding is incredible. Have you told that one on here? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, he, he, can we? I think we can tell it. Statute of limitations, right? I don't know. I mean, I've seen him rip people's shirts off. Moshing hilarious. <laughs> Tom. Yeah. The story I told was the, um, the, the incident in a local eatery. Tom, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just trying to think of what the hell you're talking about. Oh, okay. He he reached out to you for some advice about it. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about that? Should we talk about that? Nah, let's leave it alone. That's, no, let's leave that's it. my let's little leave, bro, bro. Yeah. That's a little, we'll leave that mystery. We I love can you, give Alex. like the clean version of it. I love I think I we're love good. Alex, I man. think it, I, I like the mystery. Let's just say that there were no, uh, no humans or animals hurt in this no. incident. And, no uh, <laughs> and, and we'll leave all the other, co- Mike, it sounded like you might've had something. I was actually going to go with the shirt ripping. Uh, video that was uh, going around, but uh, yeah, dude loves to rip a shirt. But yo, big I shout seen, out to yeah. Alec. I seen a video recently of some dude ripping off somebody's shirt in the pit for a late to rest at. But Alex did that shit first. Yeah, <laughs> the OG OG shirt ripper. And we call we call him Ray J in this shit. <laughs> um, so yo, everybody who is in the sound of our voices, please check out. Swinging Swords and Chopping Lords out soon, aka like this week. Triple B Records, get those orders in. Uh, thank you guys all for coming on. This was a Yo, fun time. Thank you, man. Thank yeah, you. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, thanks for taking the time out. Awesome. That was fun, man. Thank you. Thanks, fellas.